What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and T. All right, time to get into the waiver wire for week three. Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen. Actually, pretty nice week for quarterbacks on the waiver wire. We actually have a couple of IDPs we're excited to tell you about. Uh, and who's the number one running back? Is it Wayne Gallman? Is it Daryl Williams? Is it somebody else? Can Frank Gore have another good game? Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Adam Azer. I think I lost two very close contests to Jamie this week. Jamie? Two? I know one for sure. Which one? did? Yeah, which the one? The telethon one I know you lost Yeah, for I think sure. 2QB. Did you beat me in 2QB also? I think you did. If I did, it was a miraculous victory because my team is terrible. I didn't even look. Your I, team I, is I've terrible. Honestly... <laughs> my team's even worse. Bro. My two quarterbacks to open the season were Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Oh, well. That's the only two I had. Mine were Breeze and and Cousins, so I feel your pain. I played played Baker and Mason Rudolph this week. I did? Yeah, you beat me. We were tied going into Monday night. I had Vernon Davis. Mm -hmm. You had Chris Thompson, so congratulations. Honestly, I, I swear to God, I didn't look. And I, I was gonna. Uh, I was thinking about this morning. I have. I had. I thought I had two teams that were winless. Well, the other ones are fantasy football today team league, which is I'm terrible in that league too. And I thought this is gonna be the first year where I have a winless team. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could bring you this good news. <laughs> you are you are on the scoreboard in the two quarterback league. And uh, Dave, I did. I don't think I played you in any leagues. How you doing? I'm doing good. I have absolutely no idea how I did in any of my leagues except for my dynasty league. This is the league I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast where I had nothing at receiver. Like hey, I came into the year strong at running back, strong at tight end, nothing at wide receiver. And now I'm loaded at wide receiver after three weeks. Got McLaurin, got uh, Demarcus Robinson, got Aguilar, got Dorsett. You know, all the stud receivers that we told you to draft in fantasy this year. Dave, you're 3-0 and in the 2QB league, by the way. Um, oh, all right. McLaurin. Everybody's calling him Scary Terry. Is this just a Rick and Morty reference, or is there like a story behind this? I keep seeing Scary Terry, and I, and I don't. I think it's Rick and Morty. Okay, Rick and Morty. It is. I All mean, right. maybe maybe he's a fan of horror flicks. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, Case Keenum is pretty much a horror flick for the Redskins at quarterback, and he's still making it work. Yeah, they have the ninth best passing offense in the NFL, and Terry McLaurin is. And can we just call him McLovin? <laughs> he is a top ten wide receiver so far. All right, guys. Waiver wire stats, things that people need to know. Daniel Jones is about to face a team that has allowed three touchdown passes to three straight quarterbacks. Do you have Daniel Jones in your top 12 this week? Yes. Yes. All right. 
Daryl Williams. His next two games are against teams that allow the seventh most and fifth most fantasy points to running back so far. We don't know the status of McCoy and Damian Williams, but Daryl Williams will be a popular pickup. He's 2% owned. Philip Dorsett, 38% owned. He has six touchdown catches in his last seven games. Just had his first game in that stretch, though, with more than five targets. Do you have Philip Dorsett, 38% owned, in your top 30 this week? No, just outside. I believe he's just outside for me. All right. Will Disley, this one I that, love. That will, change, that will change, though, if Edelman is not playing. Right. And, and reports seem to indicate that Edelman's going to play, but at least it, it looks good. Uh, this one's great. Will Disley's 51% owned. He's facing the Cardinals. They allow 21 fantasy points per game in non-PPR to tight ends. The Chargers are <laughs> second worst at 12 fantasy points per game. The Cardinals allow more fantasy points to tight ends than 18 teams allow to quarterbacks. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, Wayne Gallman will be a popular pickup as well. He has had six games in his career with double-digit carries. In those six games, he has scored 8 to 10 non-PPR fantasy points four times and 11 or more fantasy points in PPR in four of those six games. He also had a three-game stretch in 2017 with six or seven catches in each game, so... Jury's out. We don't know how good Wayne Gallman is. He's going to have a chance to show us. Mm. We don't. Mm. Well, who well, do you think? I, I, I think you're, no, I think you're 100% right, Adam, because he did that in 2017 with uh, you know a, a failing Eli Manning and a bad offensive line, and that's when they started to really revamp that offensive line, and the quarterback situation may be the best that he's ever had. Oh, oh it is. <laughs> it is. Okay. I, mean, for, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you take it on a week-by-week -week basis you know, with him as a, a starter, but he's absolutely going to be the most added player this week. He'll be the most added player because he's starting from, like, what, 6%? He was barely owned to begin with, and people are just going to gravitate toward him. I, I think this is Daniel Jones' team now. I think th th this offense will run through him. I'm not even convinced that Wayne Gallman's going to be the every-down guy for the Giants. So don't blow big fab on him. Blow a big fab on him. No, don't. Please. Yes. No. Yes. No, I over like 10%? This. Well over 10%. This is 30% a good debate. at least. 30% on Wayne Gall. For a guy that's going to be a starter for eight weeks? I don't Absolutely. know if he's going to be the starter for eight he's weeks. He's going to be the starter for eight weeks. Who are they going to bring in? C.J. Anderson to start over him? No, I don't, I don't know who they're going to bring They're going to promote Hillman from the practice squad? Wayne Gallman is so good. He, a third of your fab? He is, he is a starting running back for a team that is going to be a better offensive unit. Yes, because of what this offense could be with Daniel Jones. I mean, that's oh. kind of the key is is what work will he get? He only had five carries. They just threw and threw and threw after. Well, they're uh, chasing Barkley. 18 points. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He no, can't really. I got gotcha. you. They're playing a terrible gotcha. Washington team this week. He's going to go off. The next two weeks are going to be tough for him. But you're talking about a situation right now where the Saquon Barkley owner needs somebody's going to get touches. And he is not going to be Barkley. But you gave the numbers, Adam. Every time he's had double, digit in, double digits in carries, it's happened six times in his career. And four of those games, he's had 11 or more PPR points. And that was in a terrible situation. And it wasn't like he was getting 20 carries per game or 20 touches per game. Right, right. We're talking 12 carries, 15 carries. You know, he's not going to be Barkley. Don't get it twisted. He's not going to be Barkley. Don't spend 50% of your fab on it. But you have to get him. And everybody's going to try and get him. So you got to get him. If you want to be yeah. the guy that doesn't get him, I, I totally get it. Look, he's not a special talent. There, there's, there's nothing about him that's special. It's situation. It's total opportunity and what he's able to do with the situation that we're going to find out. But unless they go and they make a, a trade for, let's say, Kenyon Drake, or they go and they bring in— Which they won't do. It would, it would be dumb unless they're getting yeah. him for a sixth or seventh round pick as a, as a complimentary it, option right. to Saquon Barkley in the, for the future. But you know, I don't know if Miami's doing that. And so 
in, unless they do something like that, unless they say, okay, Jay Ajayi is our answer to get us through, they're not a playoff team. This is a team that's got to, you know, uh, be a little conservative. So go get – here are the options that are that are most likely available. This is according to Ralph uh, Vaccario. Vacchiano. Vacchiano. Oh. Um, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, Vacchiano. Um, uh, C.J. Anderson – at 28 years old, and we know that he's better when he comes right. in as the second team than he is with the first team. So right. maybe you get the Rams situation. That could certainly put Wayne Gallman on the bench. Uh, Doug Martin, 30-year-old guy that's, got a, shoulder, that's yeah. got a shoulder injury. LeGarrette Blunt, who's 32 and no pro- probably moves as well as us. I'd rather have CJ Anderson. <laughs> These are the options available. What about Rod? Alfred Morris? I don't think there's an option that's going to take Gallman completely off the field. No, and that's the point. But I think he's – I don't know if he's going to be the every-down guy. 11 PPR points, really? He had that in six games? Yeah, he did. Four he of six did. games. Four, Four of six, six games. games. It's And that was in 2017 when the Giants were absolutely horrid. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. I mean, is Daniel Jones going to oh. drive them down the field and hand the ball off? And, and you know, Gallman's going to benefit from maybe getting some goal line work. We – you know, we don't know, but but as Jamie mentioned, that's that four out of six games with eleven or more fantasy points PPR. He was not; he only had fifteen carries like once. He was usually 11, 12 carries, something like that. I think he'll get and more last, than that. Last year, he's okay as a pass catch. Last year, and ironically enough, it was against the team he's facing next week. He had fourteen carries last year against the Redskins in a game where Barkley played and and was great, uh, and he was miserable. So take that for what it's worth. But the Washington run defense at that point was actually pretty good. It was I, I gave this stat in the preseason. Barkley was the first time since Next Gen Stats had been keeping this number that he faced an eight eight or more guys at the line of scrimmage, and it was the best performance against that type of defense. So they were clearly stacking the run and, and trying to make you know the the Giants have to throw the ball in that game. So I I, I don't think that Gallman is a uh, weekly starter for your fantasy team, depending on what the week looks like. But we're getting into the bye weeks now. You're getting into injury situations. You're looking at guys who are just struggling that were supposed to be good potential flex options, whether it's a Latavius Murray or a Miles Sanders, who may play start to play better after we saw last week. Yeah. But Gallman's in the type of situation now where you're talking about, Adam, you follow the Giants more than we do. We watch the games as much as you do, but you're clearly in tune with that team. What would you anticipate for Wayne Gallman? 15 touches? Yeah, I I think yes. Uh, at okay. least, and as at you least. said, it could be more. As you said, yeah. in in that in that six games where he had double digits and carries, you said it. Three of those he had five or more catches. Right. And so you're talking about a situation where he's proven. Heath talked about this on on CBS Sports HQ yesterday. He's not an efficient wide receiver. He doesn't necessarily turn his targets into uh, a good catch rate. But he's still a guy that I think with Daniel Jones and what this offense could be and the offensive line from where it was in 2017 to where it is now when he was getting those double digits and carries is obviously better. And so for a one-week situation against Washington, I think he's going to be a starter for most fantasy players. And then moving forward, once we get past Minnesota and New England, when the schedule starts to lighten up, remember, Barkley most likely is going to be out until their bye week in week 11. That's the eight-week window. I think that's why the report is what it is, four to eight weeks. Four weeks is if he's Superman, which he could be, and comes back and is 100% and no, no issues with the high ankle sprain. Eight weeks, most likely, because if you're the Giants, you may beat Washington. You're probably losing the next two games, and then it's a crapshoot the rest of the way. So I think you, you take it as cautious as you possibly can with Barkley and give Gallman the opportunity to show that he could be the long-term backup for him if, in fact, this does happen again. I, I think this is going to be a very good test case in talent versus opportunity because it is a good opportunity, at least as of now. For Gallman, I just don't think he's that good of a running back. I know that he was on the roster bubble in training camp, and as for the schedule, all these games that the Giants are going to play without Saquon through their bye, there's only two matchups that look good to me. It's the one next week against Washington, and then there's the other one against Arizona. 
If we're talking waivers, you want to spend your first waiver claim on them, that's fine. I guess my nitpick is on the fab. And I think spending a lot of fab on a guy who might only be good for one or two games over the next two months, is just it, it's something that just gives me a bad feeling in my gut. So I would not go overspending for Wayne Gallman. I, yeah, I, I, I sort of feel like the way I feel about Gallman would be similar to the way I would feel about Peyton Barber if Ronald Jones were not in the picture where you're just hoping that this guy gets a lot of touches and is in a good offense. Will the Giants have a good offense? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as good as the Bucks. But is that a fair comparison? Like, you want... If, if Ronald well, Jones were out of the picture, you'd want Peyton Barber on your team for bye weeks, you know, if you're desperate. But you wouldn't be so jazzed about having him. And that's sort of how I feel about Gallman. I think that's fair. You know, in comparing him to, to the Bucks situation, at least the Giants have an offensive line. Yeah, like that's the thing that you could say is in Gallman's favor, um, and that would also be assuming that he's going to be the only guy, just like you're assuming that Peyton Barber would be the only guy, right? Hypothetical in Tampa Bay. Hypothetical, right? right. It's all hypothetical, and I don't know if it's going to end up being that way. All right, they just don't. I mean, really they've have got it. running they backs on their practice. <laughs> the Giants have running backs on their practice squad. They're probably okay. going to call one of those guys up. Gallman's only. Yeah, they, 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 they. I think that. I mean, I think he's going to get. A decent amount of work, but uh, but yeah, I think the schedule touches is fine. But I don't know what he's going to do with them. If it were only four weeks for Barkley, you know, then then I wouldn't really be that interested because the of matchup's course, terrible. Yeah, but, of but course. yeah, but it's probably more. Of course. But it's probably more. All right, so let's let's move on. Let's talk about everyone else. <laughs> it is it is game time. It is Tully time. Time for the top additions presented by Tullamore We'll go position by position here. We'll get to the big news. We'll recap Sunday night football and Monday night football. Talk about Baker Mayfield. Um, talk about uh, Mitchell Trubisky and three touchdown catches in one quarter for Taylor Gabriel. How about that? But let's just start with quarterbacks. Who are your top three at uh, quarterback to pick up, guys? Well, it's Daniel Jones. It's Kyle Allen. And then for right now, it's Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Against the Giants. I'd put Jacoby Brissett second. Yeah, if Brissett had T.Y. Hilton, he would be first for me. But without uh, without Hilton most likely playing, I think it's hard to trust Brissett because I don't think this receiving core is very good and they can just run right through Oakland. So um, I struggle with Brissett and Gardner Mishu as the fourth and fifth guy. But I think Case Keenum, as long as he's a starter against that Giants team, he's seen how bad they can be. And Keenum has actually been throwing the ball very well. So Jones and Allen are an easy one and two. And then Keenum, I think, is the third one, at least for me. I, I just like the the way that he's been playing as a fantasy option, and I think given how bad this Washington defense is that he's going to have to throw. So uh, I would actually start Case Keenum over Baker uh, Mayfield this week. Are you talk, You said um, the Washington defense has been bad. You talk, meant the Giants defense? We're talking the about Giants Keenum there? The Giants defense is bad, excuse me. Okay, well, it's both obviously Jones and Keenum are both in play in this game. Uh, let's say I don't need anyone for this week. Let's say I'm looking long-term here. Who are you picking up, if anyone? If anyone, it's Jones just to see if he can keep this up and maybe he becomes a weekly starter in fantasy and you can flip him for something or use him as a bi-week quarterback. You'd have to see who he plays when your starter goes on by. Right. You tell me Cam's out for an extended period of time, I'll take Kyle Allen first. Okay. Um, how about take Daniel Jones? running The back. problem with Jones is his schedule exactly Dave Red. Right. Uh, it's going to be brutal for him, and Dan- Kyle Allen has a much easier schedule. Yeah, well, I mean, Jones has Washington this week. Then you're not going to want to start him against Minnesota. You're not going to want to start him Thursday night at New England. Arizona at Detroit, Dallas at the Jets. That's not a terrible stretch before the bye. It's worse, I'd say, for Gallman. 
Um, okay, running backs. Before we get to the running backs, just two things I want to promote. The iTunes mailbag. Tomorrow, we'll start reading some of your questions from Apple Podcasts, from iTunes, the reviews that you've been leaving. Again, thank you so much. I want to reward you by reading some of them. So give us a nice five-star review. Ask us a question, and I'll read some on Wednesday show. And I'll also read your starter sit questions on the Saturday mailbag. So that's all on iTunes. And join our Fantasy Football Today Facebook group. Uh, today, this week we're giving away another t-shirt and the contest is the fantasy player that you hold a grudge against. You're not going to draft this guy because you hold a grudge. I was thinking about, I couldn't really think of anyone other than like off the field stuff, but for like on the field, oh my gosh, this guy screwed my team over. I couldn't think of anyone that I'm holding a grudge against, but I'm going to give it some thought. I'm going to reply in that Facebook group. So join our Facebook group, get a t-shirt, get some swag. Now, how about we move on to running backs? Who are the top three running back priorities? I mean, Gallman's the easy one. Daryl Williams would be one if you told me that LaShawn McCoy is going to miss time because that situation's obviously better than the Giants situation. But it sounds as if McCoy is going to play. We had Evan Washburn on CBS Sports HQ on Monday. He was the sideline reporter for the Chiefs and the Ravens, and he said that McCoy was mostly out of the game due to just a little more precaution than injury. You know, he had already done his work, and they felt comfortable enough putting Daryl Williams in the game with a lead. So McCoy should be fine going into the rest of the going into week four. Uh, after those two guys, it's kind of, uh, I think, what you need or what you're kind of hoping for. Um, Burkhead with James White back may not be as good, but it seems as if his role is kind of being carved out a little bit. And with Sony Michelle struggling, I wonder if maybe they turn to him a little bit more. So I would put him third uh, with Jamal Williams taking away work from Aaron Jones. Who knows what that situation is going to be, but it's not a bad idea to stash him. And then the same thing with Ronald Jones. If he's the guy now, is this going to be a, probably a week-to-week thing with this Buccaneers offense? But clearly Jones looks better than Peyton Barber. The one guy who I think you can maybe put ahead of at least the bottom three of the top five that you're looking at here, and that's Burkhead, Williams, and Jones, is Alexander Madison. Just as a stash, because if, in fact, Dalvin Cook does get hurt and you have to put in Madison, he could be a league winner for you. And it's still a little surprising that he's, Ownership is still around 50%. I would, if I'm the Dalvin Cook owner yeah. having roster spot, you should absolutely have him on your bench. Even if you don't have the open roster spot, make one just so you get Madison on your bench. You got to carry him with you. Um, Cook's been hurt by October each of his first two seasons. I'd put Rex number one, and that's just because I don't feel good about Wayne Gallman. Uh, I, I love that we saw Burkhead get a lot of work just overall. I know that when James White comes back, he's going to be the passing downs guy for the Patriots. But I think Rex Burkhead is is hot on the heels of Sony Michelle for that running downs role. Not only that, but he's more versatile than Sony. So when he's on the field, defenses don't have that tell that it's probably going to be a run because when Sony is on the field, you know that he's not going to catch a pass. And I rewatched the game yesterday. There's something that stood out to me. Sony Michelle played consecutive snaps one time wow. throughout the entire game. And otherwise it, it Rex dominated. And it goes without saying that that's because James White didn't play, but I wonder if it's going to be Burkhead for 50% of the snaps and James White for 40% of the snaps moving forward. And then Sony just sprinkled in and, and maybe Sony works the goal line, but Rex had some work deep inside the 10 too. So he would be a priority for me. Again, not somebody that I would drop a lot of fab on, but somebody who I think has a chance to develop into a good fantasy starter. All right, Dave, I'm going to come to you for the wide receivers. Who are your top three wide receivers? I've got Hardman at the top of the list. I just I think that the way that Kansas City plays football and, and until Tyreek Hill comes back, 
and maybe even after Tyreek Hill comes back, Hardman could be that top guy. Dorsett is second for me. If if he's going to be the a, a top three receiver in New England and he's going to continue to get a lot of targets, yeah, you, you got to buy in. But I think DJ Chark deserves a lot of attention as well. He's 61% owned, so he's not going to be out there in a lot of leagues. Scored in three straight games. He's the number one receiver in Jacksonville, and I think he fits best what Gardner Minshew is best at, which is throwing to the sidelines, down the field. That's what Chark does. Golden Tate should also be on the list because he's going to be back from the bye in week five. And we saw it when he was with Detroit, when that team couldn't run the football, Golden Tate was an extension of the run game on these little dink and dunk passes. And I think Daniel Jones is going to lean on Tate because I don't think Wayne Gallman gets the job done. So he's somebody else that should be on the list. Deontay Johnson should be on the list as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you don't make Philip Dorsett the number one player to add, you are making a mistake in fantasy this week. Wait a second. Because not only is he going to... Oh, absolutely. What about about Gallman? This this ahead of Gallman. Not only is he potentially going to be... Not only is he going to be the third receiver in an offense that's going to run a lot of three-receiver sets, as we've seen, and he's been successful in that role, if Julian Edelman is out for any extended period of time, he's a weekly starter for you for the rest of the season. So Wait, he hold, should be the number on. one player. We don't add. know that. We don't know about He that. should be the number one player to add this week. I got I to gotta push back on that a little bit, because if Julian Edelman is in this week, which it seems like he is going to be, you're talking about— It doesn't about, matter. Well, I mean, it might matter, because you're talking about five, five six targets— for Philip Dorsett, he's been... It's still an offense that's featuring him. Featuring him? He had six targets last week. He had seven targets and, last and, week. And, and, Three of them and, came and, with and Edelman, and four without Edelman. He gets and, six, five, six I'm, targets a I'm, game. I'm telling you, they like him a lot. They've liked him. It, it's part of the reason why you look at what this offense has been. They they they, they are going to lean on him a little bit more than we, we start to see. And this is something, again, I'll go back to what Brady Quinn told me. With the way that this offense wants to operate without the tight end in there, they're going to continue to run out these three receiver sets. And without Brown in there... I think you're going to see six, seven targets on a consistent basis for him. I, I needed to see it for myself, Adam. And I, I know that there's this stigma about Philip Dorsett. But he, he's never even had a 100-yard game. I think he has six games in his career with over 60 yards. He just hasn't been that great. But we, we talked about it with Wayne Gallman. Opportunity matters. And in this case, Dorsett has talent to match it. Got a great quarterback. He's playing a lot. And he's, he's doing a lot of routes across the middle of the field. And I think that that makes a difference. He's lining up in the slot out of the slot. He's going to continue to play. I, I I think he's worth buying into. I don't know if I'd make him my number one waiver claim, but I think he'd be a top three waiver claim. For It depends if I need a tight end or a quarterback. Mm-hmm. No, if I didn't I, need yeah. a tight end or a quarterback, I would probably go uh, Burkhead, Hardman, Dorsett. But I, I think he's going to stick in the offense this time around. I don't think he's going to flutter away and, and be you know one week good, three or four weeks bad. And the bad week that he had this year was when Antonio Brown was on the field. I'm not pushing back on Dorsett. I'm, I was pushing back on him as the number one player because, Jamie, if you're saying that you should spend 30% of your fab on Wayne Gallman, then you're basically saying you should spend more than that on Philip Dorsett. And yeah. that scares me a little same, bit. Same, 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 same. That scares me a bit because he's just basically been so touchdown dependent. He doesn't get a lot of targets. He doesn't get a lot of... You think his role is going to grow. You think he's going to get more targets, you're saying. Yes, and with the with the chance of... we Yeah, we're hearing Julian Edelman's fine, but he may miss time. If Edelman doesn't play, it's a big step for Jacoby Myers. I, I think Dorsett's role is locked in either way. All right. And it depends how desperate you are for a receiver. All and right, given we, the we, number um, of receivers that are out there on waivers, I, I don't see it with the fab. We didn't I can't me- do it. We didn't mention Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So 64 Should be a second receiver added. Yeah, Philadelphia this week. They're going to go off this week. They are absolutely going to go off this week. So I think you're going to get a, a starting receiver out of this. 
He's been better than Devonta Adams this year. Yeah, yes, definitely. Okay, tight end. Crazy. Will Disley's number one, there's right? All, there, there's one big name at tight end, and that's it. How much do you believe in Disley long-term? He's a starting fantasy tight end the rest of the way. I, I think given the way that things are unfolding for Seattle, you can buy into him as a top-12 tight end, yes. Okay. Would you pick up Greg Olson or Will Disley if both were available? Olson. Olson. Okay. But that should have happened last week. I, I'm not and sure what Olson's ownership percentage is. 81%. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they're both out there, sure. It's 20% of the audience, so Olson would be first. Jason Witten, Vernon Davis, or other guys you could look at. Chris Herndon you can stash as well. Kickers. Any kicker that, like, what about Sly? I mean, he's pretty good. He's been good. Yeah. Him and Zane Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt Bryant, uh, Zane Gonzalez, Joey Sly. Okay, and then Zane DSTs. Gonzalez has a buy in Week 12, so if you pick him up and just make him your kicker, you don't have to worry about replacing him for a long time. DST, uh, not a great week. So if the Chargers are available, oh my gosh. I, I disagree. Yes, yes, Chargers should be number one. Yeah, they get the Dolphins, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You think it's a great week? I like week the Steelers. For... Uh-huh. I like the Steelers against Cincinnati. You know, I like the, the Colts have been against so Oakland. Bad though defensively this year. I, th- I they were better. Cincinnati's been so bad offensively last this year. I, exactly. It's a good match, but it's, it's not like uh, I'm drooling to go pick up the, stu- the Steelers. No, it's not like no, the but, Chargers. But they're, they're still good. They're they're a starting fantasy DST this week. Mm-hmm. Colts too. Uh, Falcons that are six percent owned. I like them against Tennessee and uh, Denver forty four percent. If you can't get one of those first. Or including the Chargers, they would be the the next best. Yeah, I don't like the, the Broncos. Well, could it be because they have exactly zero sacks? Zero. This yeah. year? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Zero sacks. Fact. No, they they're like the desperation streamer. <laughs> they're fourth. Your stat of the Fifth game. If you count the Chargers, is from Rich Rebar, who we're going to have on the show on Saturday, which is going to be fun. The Broncos are just the eighth team since the 1970 merger to not have a sack through three weeks of a season and the first since the 2007 Saints. And that's incredible. I think they're going to have a sack party at some point. I mean, they just have too much talent. And, and you know, it's just weird. Um, all right. So you, oh, IDP, IDP, uh, two guys, Jair Alexander, 26%. And if Darius Leonard is out, Anthony Walker at 7% owned. Anthony Walker had 14 tackles, 11 solo tackles. Um, he didn't have big games in weeks one and two, but if Darius Leonard doesn't play again, Anthony Walker for the Colts, I mean, that's a that's a big one there. He's 7% owned. Dave, I anybody got, else? Oh, I got seven more names for you at IDP. Sam Hubbard, if he's healthy, available in about half the leagues at defensive line. He and Emmanuel Agba, who's widely more available, are probably the best that you can get at DL um, at this point. Shaquille Barrett for Tampa Bay has been on fire. He's available in like 85% of leagues. Preston Smith, linebacker for the Packers, has been getting good production. Hassan Reddick has been stopping the run for the Cardinals. He's available in 90% of leagues. Minka Fitzpatrick for the Steelers. They just got him. He had a great game. I think he's going to continue to play well. And Kyle Fuller has double-digit fantasy points in, in leagues where tackles count. Every game so far this season, he's available in 80% of leagues. All right, cool. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. So we've basically done our entire waiver wire show, <laughs> but we we have a lot more names to get to. And in fact, there are a lot of players who are owned in more than 65% of leagues that are very interesting, like Rashad Penny, like Chris Thompson, like Matthew Stafford, who gets the Chiefs. Would you start Matthew Stafford over Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen this week? Over Allen, but not over Jones. Correct. I think it's close with Jones, though. Okay. Jones, Jones. And then, you know, like scary Terry, Terry McLovin, um, Marvin Jones, uh, they're just, they're just a lot of players who are above the threshold. So we will talk about them. 
how much? Okay, give me a fab breakdown here for your favorite players this week. Thirty percent on Gallman. Thirty percent on Dorsett. Everybody else is right around the ten percent range. I'd go if you're desperate for a tight end, you can go a little bit higher than ten percent on Disley. If you're really desperate for a quarterback and Daniel Jones is out there, you can go higher than 10% on him. I wouldn't do that. I might go 11% on Rex Burkhead. Like, max 11% on him. And then everybody else that we've talked about and will talk about, uh, Hardman and Dorsett would be close to 10%. Um, Chark would be close to 10%. Everybody else would be under 10%. Dave, how would you like to do me a big, big favor right now? I'm thrifty. Solid. Yeah, what's up? How want you get get the, get a FanDuel contest open? Start looking up some prices, okay? While I tell the people about FanDuel, can you do that for me? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right, fantasy football is underway, baby, and there are more ways to win than ever. Go on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com/fft and sign up right now. Make a twenty-dollar deposit. Get five dollars per week for four weeks in site credit. You put in twenty bucks. You get 20 bucks. You know what you can do for $5 every week? You can win a ton of money. You can enter our FanDuel contest, which is uh, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. It's $5. It's every single week. I cashed this week. I had a very nice uh, FanDuel week. It was a lot of fun. A lot of Mike Evans in my lineups. And I think that's something that you should do on FanDuel. You should look at a, a buy low candidate who is as underpriced as it gets, like maybe Todd Gurley. He's going to be fairly inexpensive based on what we've seen Todd Gurley go for in the past. Sean McVay talking about getting him more work. Maybe Todd Gurley goes off this week. Get him in your lineup, okay? Dave, you got some prices you like? You got anything uh, for us? I've I've already found two deep sleepers at wide receiver Who you just got? based on their price. Paul Richardson for the Redskins is at 4,700. And two or three games, he's had a bunch of targets. He's taken on the Giants. That's a good matchup. I would take a chance on him. And then I've got Darius Slayton on the list right now. He's at 4,800. Going to be basically the third option in the passing game for the G-Men. Again, great matchup against Washington. Maybe we're heading towards a Redskins-Giants bonanza. Maybe. Oh, Adam, could it possibly no, be? No, no, because I already... I used, if he remembers. I used the Giants... <laughs> I used Giants-Bucks for this week, so the Giants are off the schedule. Um, but anyway, yeah. sign up for okay. FanDuel. And Wait, get, you, you used Giants-Bucks? I How'd did. you use Giants-Bucks? You I, didn't say it. I tweeted it. I tweeted it. It's official. Hey, I got I to gotta give the URL for FanDuel here. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up. Put in 20 bucks. Get $20 back in site credit. $5 per week for four weeks. FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. The big news, Saquon Barkley, 48 weeks. Uh, Pete Carroll said this on Chris Carson. He's had three remarkable, remarkable punches that have knocked the ball out, and he was covering it, and his conscious was in the right place, and it happened. Um, now, the quote what I have says mean? his conscious, but I think it's probably conscience, but I don't, I, I don't know. It could be either one. But he, he was like made it such a point to support Chris Carson after all these fumbles. But I still think if Rashad Penny's out there, you got to pick him up, right? Yeah. You should. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you have Carson. X-rays were negative on Julian Edelman's ribs. Cam Newton is out this week. There's no timetable for his return. We just got an email in our inbox from Eric. Should I drop Cam Newton for Daniel Jones? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tevin Coleman and Jalen Hurd could be back in week five. The Niners, also the Jets, are on a bye this week. So Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones were listed on the injury report. They play Thursday, so there's an injury report. They're probably playing, right, Williams and Jones? Yes. 
Whereas we're not really expecting T.Y. Hilton this week, right? No. What about Alshon Jeffrey? He was listed as limited. They didn't practice, but they put out a report because they're playing Thursday. It sounds like there's a chance that he can make the game. And even if he plays, I don't think you're going to feel good about starting him. Less than 100%. Tough defense. Packers defenses look great this year. Especially against the pass. Um, and the Packers offense has not been as great. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to get the ball to Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham. We're oh, more interested buy low in now, please. Yeah. Uh, John Gruden says Oakland needs to get more out of Josh Jacobs as a receiver. Sean McVay says he wants to get Todd Gurley in more of a rhythm. A.J. Green well, will not play this week. How about you play him, for crying out loud, Sean? That's uh, ridiculous. A.J. Green won't play this week. Sam Darnold seems like he will be ready for week five. LeSean McCoy has the ankle injury, but trending in the right direction. And as of right now, on Tuesday, do you expect any of the following players? Devin Singletary, Damian Williams. Singletary's against the Patriots. Damian Williams at Detroit. Rashad Penny at Arizona. Ito Smith against Tennessee. I think the only one that might have a shot is Penny. All righty. So let's uh, let's talk about some football games, boys. Washington 31 and Chicago 15. Why did this game get scheduled for Monday night? I I don't get it. But I don't get it either. I, like no, at no point in the preseason did you think this was going to be a good game. Pretty big injury. But the schedule though. comes out long before the preseason. Schedule comes no, out in April. At, at no point, at no point in, two, in this calendar year. Did you think this was going to be a good game? This was obviously one of the best teams against one of the worst. I don't I don't understand. Unless they were thinking Haskins and this was going to be a, a game to show them. Yeah, maybe, but it's a little early in the season. And, like, the Redskins are historically terrible on Monday night, by the way. They've lost eight straight Monday night games. They've lost 17 of their last 18 home Monday night games. That is amazing. Big injury in this game. Akeem Hicks left with a knee injury, but not after giving us an amazing night of being mic'd up. And uh, what are your takeaways for the Bears' offense? Trubisky with a big game. David Montgomery had 13 carries. He had seven of them on the final drive. He had six carries Matt for Nagy's 19 drives. Idiot. Yeah. I, well, all right, go I, on. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. <laughs> that was a pretty succinct explanation. Uh, well, I you know, I, I retweeted. the. I'm sorry. I wish I remembered the guy who did the film study of David Montgomery from last week. But he, he was not... He had not been very good. He's jumping around. He's dancing around. He's not hitting holes. And he did that last night. He had a great run out of it. He did. Yeah, that's kind of his game. That's that's what he does. Well, none of the running backs look very usable right now. So what do you think about the backfield going forward? Oh, Thompson looks good. Are you no, talking about the Bears? Yeah, Bears, Bears. Yeah. Oh, I, I still think Montgomery's the guy you want to own. I mean, Tariq Cohen in non-PPR leagues is droppable. Okay. Yeah. I think I think the buy-low window is open on Montgomery. Agreed. I think there's, there's plenty of people out there who are... Uh, getting sick and tired of this. And eventually the bears are going to realize that they need to lean on him a little bit. More. Are they? <laughs> well, they should, they, they will should. as soon as Mitchell Trubisky has a four interception game, because that's when week. it could be this week. Absolutely. I, I just think that they've got to be a little bit more balanced. Um, I don't, whatever, this is just a game where they tried to get Trubisky going last week. They were more conservative and they ran the ball more in the future. I would think that they'll try and protect Trubisky a little bit. By running the football. They should be using Montgomery. Minimum 16 carries per game. I like that he had three catches in the game on three targets. I'd like to see that number go up. He should be used similarly to how Matt Forte was used in this offense. That won't happen. Uh, Why not? Why can't it happen? Because they won't do it. I mean, they're going to still use Tariq Cohen as the pass-catching guy for the majority of the time when they're in those situations. So that's the the reason why you won't see that type of usage for him. 
Uh, who would you rather have rest of the season, Chris Thompson or Tariq Cohen, who had eight catches in week one when they were trailing, but only two catches in each of the next two weeks? Thompson. Thompson's the answer because after he gets hurt, you can go back and get Cohen. Then you've got the best of both guys. I'm not sure anyone's going to drop Cohen. I mean, maybe they should, but in I don't non PPR leagues. No, in non PPR leagues. What has it have already happened in non PPR? What has he done in that format to make hey, you feel comfortable? I was the first one to say he's droppable in non PPR. Don't believe me. Um, but in PPR, I don't think I anyone's dropping him. I don't believe you. I said it. I said it on HQ. Nope. On a, on a beautiful don't Friday afternoon. Are you buying you into? Know if it's beautiful. You never leave the house. Oh, actually, it was actually was really. Ra- it was a rainy Friday afternoon. It was a disgusting Friday afternoon, and we had a very subpar lunch that Dave recommended. I haven't forgiven you for that. I play stunk. Uh, Where'd we go? That sandwich place. Don't say it on there. Yeah, that sandwich place. You know, it was bad. It wasn't a chain or anything. Okay, okay, guys. Trubisky and Taylor Gabriel. Are you buying anything from this game? No, Gabriel got hurt, so he may not play this week. And Trubisky, no. I mean, he's still locking on receivers. He's not. You know, uh, playing well against competent opponents, and Washington is not a competent opponent. Mm-hmm. They get Minnesota this week, and he's not running either. He has like 20 rushing yards this year. Uh, Allen Robinson or McLovin, rest of season? McLaurin. McLaurin. How about that? He's good, man. 76% owned. Uh, okay. If Terry McLovin, I really want that to stick. <laughs> we're out there in your league, and Philip Dorsett and Wayne Gallman were out there, who would you pick up? McLaurin. I want McLaurin super bad. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, all right, I'm good with this game. How about Sunday night football? We got we got Baker Mayfield on the drop-o-meter, guys. Would you drop Baker Mayfield? Yep. No. Unless unless it's, you know, you're stuck. But no, I'd want to hold on to him. I'll drop him for Daniel Jones and then reevaluate in a week. That is kind of wacky. Not wrong necessarily, but that's that's just that's kind of wet. I know. What have the numbers been for Mayfield? What has Mayfield done to show you that he is a very very good tough schedule quarterback? Though. Really tough schedule so far. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 just I'm I'm ready to be done with him. I can't I can't feel good about starting him. I'm going to carry two quarterbacks. In some cases, I think I need to do that. Maybe that's what you do if you just don't want to overcommit to Daniel Jones. Because you you're not going to start Daniel Mayfield Jones on the bench two weeks. That's the problem. Minnesota and New England this week. Mayfield is week five is at Baltimore, at San Francisco, and then Seattle at home. Yeah, yes. All right. Well, San Francisco just lost an important defensive back. Uh, I'm not so sure how good they are against the pass. I always talk about the. I don't know receivers. if Witherspoon's a. He's been playing well. Uh, you know, fine, but. I don't know that San Francisco is so good against the pass, as I had mentioned. Every wide receiver that gets six targets does well, including two on Sunday. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Juju, and Deontay Johnson. So, anywho, um, Jared, Go- Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, like who are you more optimistic about going forward? Oh, I think Goff goes absolutely nuts this week. I agree. Well, okay, that's this week against Tampa Bay, but I'm just talking in general. Goff. Oh. I-, I think there's still a lot to like about him moving forward. Do you think there's still a lot to like about Todd Gurley moving forward? Yes, I think he's a good buy low candidate because you get him cheap. I don't know. I've, like if I'm, the Bar- I'm if I'm the Barkley owner, I'm trying to get Gurley as a replacement. That's fine. That's a guy that you can go and try and buy low on. But this was one of the possibilities with Gurley that he wasn't going to get a ton of work. We talked about the workload being scaled back, and he just. I know some people are saying that he looks exactly the same as he did last year, but 
I, I only see that in flashes. I don't too. see it consistently. I agree with you. I just don't. I, I think he's relying more on being physical rather than trying to, um, you know, just like skate around defenders and burst downfield. I think he's a different running back right now. And I hate to say it, but I'm also very glad I have him on none of my fantasy teams. I mean, at least the good thing with Gurley is it's not like week one where Malcolm Brown got a ton of work. Brown's carries have gone from 11 to 6 to 3 or 7 to 3, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, I think 11 to 6 yeah. to 3 in three games. So but, it's that's, that's but Goff's But Goff's attempts are going up, and Goff is doing well with them. Is and he, And Cooper Cup in that slot <laughs> role is kind of... well with them. Whoa, who, Goff? Yeah. That, he did fine really. last week. He did? He was okay. Well, it's 17 okay. fantasy points on 38 pass yeah. attempts. Yeah, that's fine. He's not doing well. Well, I look at the receivers. They did pretty well. I wonder if Cup is kind of an extension of the run game now. Cup's they're, awesome. They're going to lean on him. Yeah, he is. Uh, if you're going to buy low on Gurley, do it now because Tampa Bay's defense is not good. What about, Robert, is what about good. Uh, Robert Woods? Do you think Robert Woods is a buy low? Absolutely. Same thing. Yep. It, Tampa Bay's run defense has been sick so far this year, by the way. They're giving up like two yards per carry to mm-hmm. running backs. They just shut down Barkley for what it's worth. and they As long as they stay out. healthy, right. that'll I should be give the them case. More I should give them they've, more they've got some really big dudes on that D-line. They did a good job against McCaffrey. They played a, a 49ers team that lost Coleman in the middle of the game, and they played a Giants team that lost Barkley in the middle of the game. They didn't do such a great job against Daniel Jones. Hey, okay. More waiver wire stuff. Yeah, his, I mean, speaking, yeah, their run defense. They can't defend Daniel Jones. He makes a lot of plays with his leg. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, Okay, let's see. We're going to take a quick break here. Players to drop, and uh, we'll finish up the waiver wire right after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Okay, send out the tweet. Who's on your dropo meter this week? And the people have said Baker Mayfield. Well, Dave said he's dropping him. Jamie, how about you? Are you dropping Baker? Actually, no, as uh, I said, no. Faker Bustfield was what somebody said, not Baker Mayfield. Uh, Duke. That's a better, better, better team name than the one you had on Sunday night. <laughs> JJ Ortega Heatsai is great. Uh, Duke Johnson dropo beater. <laughs> that's cl- that's kind of clever. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Duke Johnson. You could definitely do it in uh, ten team leagues and twelve team non PPR leagues. Yeah. Latavius Murray. Yep. How about Will Fuller? Smaller leagues, you could. No. There's, there's just so many other receivers out there that you can go and get. Jared Cook. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I'd rather start Disley. I'd rather start Vernon Davis. TJ Hawkinson. Oh, man. Against the Giants this week for sure. Uh, no. No, no way. Darwin he, Thompson. He had a chance at three touchdowns. Yeah, but his targets are going down. I know, I know. He's blocking more. He's blocking more. When he's going up against teams that don't have a good pass rush, he'll be much more involved. Darwin Thompson. Yep. Yep. Jarvis Landry. Yep. Okay. Yes, he's on he's on the drop list. Few news items here. Uh holding calls went down significantly. That was great. Houston's offensive line made a couple of adjustments, moved some players around, and had a much better game. That's good to see. Buffalo defensive tackle tackle Harrison Phillips is out for the season. 
Atlanta safety Keanu Neal is out for the season. Jalen Ramsey is sick and not reporting to practice. New England fullback James Devlin is on IR. Colts safety Malik Hooker is out four to six weeks with a knee injury. Darius Slay is going to be questionable this week. San Francisco lost to Kella Witherspoon. He's out at least a month with a foot sprain. And Washington is sticking with Case Keenum. We've given you a lot of waiver wire advice so far, but we are going to give you more. And we have Team Name Tuesday for you. So that's coming up on the audio portion of Fantasy Football Today. Um, the video portion will resume. Yeah, we're doing something a little bit different with the video today. So check it out, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. All right, guys, let's get into the waiver wire. So the quarterbacks we we covered pretty extensively. Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, Dave likes uh, Jacoby Brissett. But Dave, if Hilton's out, would you still take Brissett number one? No, I wasn't Oakland? taking Brissett number one. Oh, you take him two? I would take him two if it's the rest of season. I wouldn't do it for week four. He He's not even top three for me for week four. I, oh, just I'm for week sorry. Four, it's okay. Jones, Keenum, Allen. I, Jamie said Brissett would be one this week if Hilton were playing, right? If Hilton were playing, yes. Okay, so it's something to keep in mind. Brissett's only 56% owned. So Jones, Allen, Keenum, Gardner Minshew, he is at Denver this week. They've been very good so far against Carr, Trubisky, and Rodgers, but no quarterback has thrown 30 passes yet against Denver, and they don't have a sack. Um, Brissett, Mason Rudolph against Cincinnati, and guys, I there is someone not only this week but long-term that I think we have forgotten, and his name is Andrew Dalton. What do you think? Hate him this week. Why? Primetime game. Oh. Wah, wah. Is that still a thing? Is he no? He's still no good at primetime? He was better last year with it, but it's, you know, I, I, going into Pittsburgh where they need a win, I can't see him playing well. If Stafford is your quarterback, like your starting quarterback and. I'm being serious. Like somehow he's your only starting quarterback. Well, you liked him last week. Why would he I be did? Well, because maybe they had a choice at quarterback. Dalton would be a great bye week replacement. He's home against Arizona in week five. Yeah, next week. I'm just saying when AJ Green comes back, I think you know Dalton could be could be a solid. Yeah, guy I, I, for I you. think you could wait a week. I don't think people are running out to get any. Dalton. Here, here are the next five games for the Bengals: at Pittsburgh, Arizona at home, at Baltimore, Jacksonville at home, the Rams in London or somewhere in the United Kingdom, and then a bye, and then Baltimore again. So I, there's not a whole lot to love about Andy Dalton. Except, I, okay, honestly, it depends on how you feel about Baltimore because Dalton's next three games are at Pittsburgh, and they really suck against quarterbacks. Garoppolo should have had a huge game. Now, maybe they're better with Fitzpatrick. That is possible. Um, Arizona in week five, we love it for Dalton. Then at Baltimore, it depends how you feel about Baltimore. They don't seem to have a very good secondary. But then the next three weeks are Jacksonville at the Rams and a bye. That's terrible. And then Baltimore again, and then at Oakland, and that Pittsburgh. That the Jets. Like Andy Dalton, actually looking at his schedule, it's, I feel like he could win you a league in the second half. At Oakland, Pittsburgh, the Jets, at Cleveland, the Patriots, at Miami in Week 16, when he gets A.J. Green back. All right, you know what? We can move on. It might be a later-in-the-season type of thing. But Andy Dalton, I might try to buy low on him in a 2QB league or something. Uh, and see what happens there. And um, okay, Mason Rudolph against the Bengals. What do you think? Can he get to twenty fantasy points? Maybe yes, but he's the last quarterback I would look to add this week. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going into a bye. Then he gets Cleveland in two weeks. Uh, you know, he 
look, the numbers weren't good, but it was just weird, fluky turnovers. They they dominated that game, the possession, the total yards. Do you think Garoppolo is worth holding on to through his bye? Absolutely not. You do not have to do it. Okay. You can definitely move on and then come back to him after the bye week. All right, let's talk about running backs here. So we, we have discussed Gallman and Daryl Williams. If um if Damian Williams is out this week, do you think Daryl Williams is a starter this week? Yes, I think he can I think he makes it in hundred percent as a top twenty four running back. Okay, so Williams is at Detroit. They so far are allowing the seventh most fantasy points to running backs, and they've allowed fifty five or more receiving yards to a running back in three straight games. So Williams maybe can make some hay there. Matchups don't even matter for Chiefs running backs, do they? <laughs> I mean, it's just so good. Uh, Rex Burkhead, Jamal Williams. Well, how do you feel about Ronald Jones right now at 46% owned? Eh, should be added if you have a roster spot to, to play with. But he's, he's not a priority. Like, I, I don't see that, and I go, oh, I got to get him. Like, we, we've, we've debated Gallman. I'd rather have Ronald Jones than Latavius Murray right now. Fine, but I'd rather have Burkhead, Daryl Williams, Wayne Gallman, sure, that's Philip why he's Dorsett, DJ Chark, uh, McCole Hardman. If okay. I'm a little light at quarterback, Daniel Jones. If I'm a little light at tight end, Will Disley. Like, he's not a priority. But could I make the case that with Daryl Williams, you've got such a shelf life that Ronald Jones is the better guy rest of season? Absolutely. I think you can make that case. I don't think it means that Jones is worth grabbing and stashing and hanging on to. I, like, I don't think he's good enough for that yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's Alexander Madison. And if you need someone this week, TJ, well, he's way down on the bottom of the list, but TJ Yeldon against New England. You're not super interested, right, Jamie? No, but PPR leagues, you know, similar situation if you're stuck. Okay. So then what about these guys? They're all owned in more than 60% of leagues. Royce Freeman. Jordan Howard. Oh, wait, 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 wait. First, these three. These are actually in Jamie's column. Rashad Penny, 79% owned. Frank Gore, he's got New England. They allow the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. Chris Thompson. Uh, Penny, Gore, and Thompson. This is the check to see if they're available group. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Penny, like you said, Chris Carson's got a fumble issue. So if you're looking for some help, he's not a bad guy to take a flyer on. Um, you know, just hopefully he gets, you know, he started to pick things up and then he got hurt. Gore, I don't love for this week, but who knows how long Singletary's out. Thompson's a, a must-add, in my opinion, in, to- in PPR leagues. He's a starter. So, yeah, I mean, man. I love the idea of just picking up Penny to flip him to the Carson owner. Say, listen, your your running back is going to fumble his way out of a job. Here's the guy that's going to take it. Now, give me a starter. Okay. Gallman or Penny? Uh, I think I I'd go Penny. Take Penny. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I take on. All right. So then, what about these guys? Royce Freeman, Jordan Howard, Green Bay. By the way, that's Howard's opponent this week. They're allowing five yards per carry to running backs. A lot of that was Dalvin Cook, though. Darwin Thompson. We already said you can drop. And Justin Jackson, two straight weeks with a touchdown call back. They're at Miami. Maybe he can help you out. Um, Royce Freeman, Jordan Howard, and Justin Jackson. I'll take Darwin Thompson off the list. But if you saw Royce, Jordan Howard, and Jackson available. Would you be rushing to pick them up? Rushing. Get it. Maybe Royce because of the split in Denver. Lindsey looked good. He had a good game last week. Part of the reason why he played so much was Freeman missed time with the shoulder injury. They played him at fullback, too. 
I, th- I think Freeman's going to be okay. Like that's that's good running back bench depth and a good starter for the bye weeks. What about these guys, real quick? Any interest in C.J. Procise, Benny Snell, or Jeff Wilson? Oh, Jeff Wilson's on a bye. So Jeff Wilson's no. on a bye. So no on him. It would have to be a super deep league for me to be interested in the other guys. Procise and Snell. Okay. Hey, hey, real quick, listeners. Seriously, real quick, Dave and I were talking before the show. Has there been a movie that has come out in the last five years that has a like a really good quote that people say all the time? Is that the best way to say it, Dave? A quotable movie. I, I don't even know if it's one quote from a movie, but we, we were talking about Billy Madison mm-hmm. quotes. And I mean, I, I think there's got to be at least six quotes that I could say. And you would know that I'm talking about Billy Madison. Right. And Last you would know five the years. exact scene. Is there a movie that's like that? Okay, moving on. Wide receivers. Let us know, listeners. Wide receivers. All righty. We got Terry McLovin. We've got... These guys are available in, in not that many leagues, like 20 to 30%. Or 25 to 30%. McLovin, Curtis Samuel, Nelson Aguilar. Do you trust Aguilar this week against Green Bay? No. Even if Alshon's out again? No. Uh, all right then Marvin Jones against Kansas City Cortland Sutton he's really only had one bad game and it was against the Bears he's been a kind of a monster the other two games and he's got Jacksonville unfortunately this week so check on those guys see if McLaurin Samuel Aguilar Marvin Jones and and Cortland Sutton are available Uh, the priorities that are available in a lot of leagues are Dorsett Marquez Valdez Scantling DJ Chark McCole Hardman, who is number one on this list for Dave, right, over Dorsett? Yep. And number four for Jamie. Then you've got Preston Williams, and I know the numbers aren't huge for Williams, but the targets are pretty damn big, and he actually has had four for 68, three for 24 and one, four for 63, so not that bad for Preston Williams. Deontay Johnson against the Bengals this week. Paris Campbell against Oakland. That's if T.Y. Hilton's out. Golden Tate, who's 50% owned, and Randall Cobb, who's 47% owned. Okay. Preston Williams, Deontay Johnson, Paris Campbell, Golden Tate, Randall Cobb. Dave, take it away. I think Tate is the best one long-term. I think Deontay Johnson is interesting. He had one great play against the 49ers, and I wonder if that buys him even more playing time and opportunities from Mason Rudolph. I'm waiting for Johnson to make a play like Juju had in the game. You know, Juju had a catch over the middle, and he takes it to the house. I think Deontay Johnson's capable of doing that same type of thing. And if we see that from him, that's when fantasy interest will really spike. So he wouldn't be tops on the list of guys that you gave me, but he, I think he'd be right behind Golden Tate. Okay, great. And Paris Campbell can do the exact same kind of thing because he's, he's a good receiver. He's an okay route runner. He's got great speed. It's just a matter of opportunity. And I think the opportunities will be better without T.Y. Hilton on the field. But Indianapolis does so much mixing and matching with their formations. You're going to see a lot of other receivers and as many as three tight ends on the field at the same time uh, if T.Y. Hilton isn't there. So that kind of hurts Paris Campbell. How much fab would you use on Marquez Valdez-Scantling? 10% tops. Uh, I was going to say like 7% tops. When you say that, are you talking about of your remaining budget, of your starting budget? Starting budget. Seven your remaining budget. <laughs> okay. Well, 10% of your remaining budget might be similar to 7% right. of your sure. starting budget. There you go. 
Yeah, uh, I just no, don't no, know sorry, what everybody's I said that backwards. budget is. I said that backwards. Yeah, it's tough. That's why I think using starting budget is a better way to go since people... But I don't really have strong conviction about that. I know people disagree about that. And then like Paris Campbell would be like a $1 or $2 guy, right? Uh, one max. 1%. Right. No more. Okay. Because it could be Deion Kane is the best option for the Colts. That's true. It could be Zach Pascal is the best option. Right. You, you might even try and do it for 0%. And that's easy to figure out no matter how much of your fab you have left. I'm going to read a whole bunch of names and tell me if you're interested in them. Part one, Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, Mac Hollins, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Devin Smith. Crowder and Beasley. Beasley for this week I like. Crowder, uh, just to wait on in full PPR, I I think I'd stash him. Jamie, here's I would drop this, the second part. Um, Muhammad Sanu, Zach Paschal, Darius Slayton, Kenny Stills, James Washington, Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, Debo Samuel. Of who do I want? Yeah, any of them. Debo still. Um, I like that Pettis got involved last week. Five targets, touchdown. So yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully that's a sign of things to come from. I I yeah, think I'm I, gonna... I still like Debo better and Slayton in the deepest of leagues. I would take a look. I was going to say only in my dynasty league. I think I might try to add Darius Slayton. Um, Pete Briscoe drank, loves him. Yeah, he's not yeah. bad. Not bad. Makes some. I'm, I'm not the dynasty team that we share, Adam, but another one I have. I picked. <laughs> I picked him up like before the start of the season, just because I had open roster spot to play with, and I'm happy that I did. All right, that's Darius Slayton. Uh, team name Tuesday. We have some George Kittle names. I'll get to them in a second. Here are your tight ends, other than George Kittle. Well, Greg Olson and Austin Hooper would be ahead of George Kittle if they're available, right? Both of them. Ahead of George Kittle. Ahead of Will Disley. Sorry. I might take Disley ahead of Hooper. George Kittle's on a bye. That's what I meant to say. George Kittle's on yeah, a Hooper's bye. Yeah, Hooper's been awesome. I'll take Hooper. Okay, so Olsen, Hooper, Disley, they would be your top three. What about Eric Ebron? Any interest against Oakland this week? He could, I, he could be useful. Yeah, he's like a top 15 tight end. I feel like that's kind of a sneaky play if Hilton's out, though, and Oakland not very good against tight end. Well, you, I, you I know, I thought, out I that, thought that that's what I would see. I watched the second half last week, and... It didn't really happen. Like his his playing time didn't jump at all. Doyle also. I, I like Doyle better in PPR and Ebron better in non PPR. Both top twelve guys in each respective format, but bottom of the barrel top twelve guys. Hate to admit it because I I liked Ebron a little bit during the preseason, but it's true. Doyle's work could go up. And we did see that in the second half. All right. So if you don't get Will Disley, you're looking at Witten, Vernon Davis. <sighs> That's it, man. Jimmy Graham could be out there. Maybe somebody drops Hawkinson. Get Will Disley, though. Uh, anything Trade else for Darren say? Waller. Waller is, is probably a backup tight end for somebody in every league. Not anymore. Well, he might be a starter now. You're going to have to pay up for him. But there's going to be somebody in the league that's got two tight ends and they'll be willing to trade one. What I wanted to say about George Kittle was if you believe in George Kittle, now's the time to get him if you, you know, if you can afford it. He's on his buy. The owner might be frustrated. Maybe yep. may, maybe see what you can Trade values depressed for sure. Team name Tuesday, Gore Ragnarok. Mhm. Mhm. Bo- uh, Boyd Rage. New phone who Disley. Disley how we do it. Walk Disley way. Na 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 nuke. And root of all eagle. 
root of all eagle. That's a swing and a miss for Team Name Tuesday. <laughs> JJR Sega Heathside. DSTs, Chargers, if they're available, get them. Steelers, Seahawks, Colts. And Dave, you said you like the Falcons? Uh, I do. They're not my favorite. Steelers are my favorite. Joey Sly, Matt Bryan, St. Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are kickers. And uh, I think we're done. I think we're done here, guys. How's it going? How how, how'd you feel about today's show? We're done show? for the show? Yeah, we're done for the show. <laughs> you sure? I think we're done. Yeah, we've covered it all. Okay. That's good. Gotta go back. All right. Bye, Jamie. Throw that headset. Bye, Dave. Duke. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.